Every divorce has its unique challenges. Having helped people in many different high-conflict divorces, I know that when children and alcohol are involved, the situation becomes even more challenging. Whether you are concerned about child safety when an ex is co-parenting, or trying to prove your sobriety for custody, finding a reliable system that you trust can be difficult. That's why I love and recommend Soberlink. Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system makes it easy to document sobriety in real time, ensuring child safety and providing tangible evidence of sobriety to the court as needed. It's easy to use and has features like facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting that all work together to improve your life during this difficult time. To help those in my audience who are going through divorce with children, I've worked with Soberlink to develop five tips for divorces involving children that you can download at www.soberlink.com backslash JBD. Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence. Through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Get the broad stroke, the big picture, and then pull it back to today. And this is really important because your brain is going to be thinking about the parenting plan and do I sell the house and where am I going to live and what personal property do I want? And that's like so far down the road. And the here and now is more, um, how well do I know my finances? Do I need support in really gathering and understanding them? Uh, What kind of a divorce do I want to have? What are the various avenues of divorce? How do I figure out what's best for me and then start looking for an attorney? Welcome back to another episode of JBD Team Talks. I'm here solo today, uh, Karen McMahon, and I'm here today to talk to you about I'm losing my mind, honoring the mental and emotional toll of divorce. And I wanted to come on and chat about this a little bit because what happens is we speak to clients who are in the very early stages and there's this tendency to think, I'm just going to soldier on through all of this. And then what happens is the reality of the enormity of the divorce transition hits. And a lot of uh, tendencies begin to arise. So for instance, 
one of the things I hear a lot is I'm, I'm, my memory is going, I'm having a hard time remembering things. I said something or I committed to something and I'm dropping balls. Uh, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm not keeping appointments the way I usually would. I'm not following up with people um, the way I typically do. I'm not sleeping. I'm not getting enough sleep. Uh, I'm not able to articulate complex thoughts the way I usually can. The sense of I'm actually losing my mind. And it makes sense. And the way I like to be, the analogy I like to use is divorce has so many moving pieces. So on the emotional side, fear tends to come to the surface because it's change and it's not only change, it's a super big change and it's a multi-dimensional change. And so just the fear and uncertainty bring to the surface uh, a certain amount of brain fog. And then there's the complexity of it. You have your home, are you staying, where are you going? Uh, Are you being bought out, are you buying out? And the finances, uh, am I gonna be able to keep my job and still be a good co-parent because I want 50-50 parenting or I have to go back to work and I've been a stay-at-home mom? Uh, so there are the finances and am I going to get the settlement that allows me to survive this and, and to thrive in my next chapter? And then there are the relationships, like who's choosing my ex over me? And I was just speaking to someone who was devastated at losing their in-laws and not just the mother and father-in-law, but the varied siblings that they had a phenomenal relationship with. And so all of these things are simultaneously running through your mind. So the analogy is you have this database that's downloading. All of a sudden, this decision was either made for you or made by you. And so many different things are now up in the air. And so our mind, our little chatty mind is trying to figure it all out. And and so if you've ever downloaded a large database or a large program, the rest of your computer gets really slow, glitches out, freezes up. And that's exactly what's happening with your brain. And so it's normal, it's expected. And for those of you who have that perfectionist tendency, I'll be different. I'm just going to soldier through. I'm going to be able to do this. Um, That's a dangerous thing. And the reason that I entitled this podcast, Honoring the Mental and Emotional Toll of Divorce, is that it's so important as you step into divorce to honor yourself. And so in this particular case, There's a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings and a lot of new information to find and absorb and process and apply that you now have not just a full-time job, but just a whole new world that you need to understand and engage in. You're not going to be at the top of your game, period. Hard stop. You're not. And if you're employed, the tendency might be 
to hide that, to not tell your colleagues or your boss what you're going through. And the danger of that is that you keep yourself from getting support that you need and helping everybody else adjust their expectations. And I'll say that with a caveat, obviously, depending on the job you have, the personality of the people that you're working with, you want to be discerning in who you tell. And yet it's really important to be honest about it so that you get the support that you need. From a work perspective, and and even from a parenting perspective, uh, it would make sense that you feel a little ADD. Um, that you are overly emotional. That's something that would never bring you to tears or choke you up is choking you up. It's, it's you're temporarily a bit of a walking raw nerve uh, because of everything going on. And honoring that makes all the difference in the world. You may be easily triggered. Uh, somebody who says something that under normal circumstances would just go under the radar might cause you to be reactive because you're so tender. Uh, And then that brain fog again. And so all of these things, all of these experiences in your head and your heart that you have are very normal. They're expected. They're part of uh, the process of going through divorce. And knowing it is really helpful. And I want to just give a couple of tips on what you can do about it. Calming the chaos of divorce begins with quieting your mind and getting clear on what you want and how to get it. That's why we created the Divorce Survival Kit. It's an easy-to-digest guide with five essential tips that help transform your suffering into valuable insights and your confusion into effective action. So go to DivorceRecoveryLifeline.com and grab your Divorce Survival Kit today. So one of the suggestions that I have, if you're in those early stages, is um, definitely notice. You want to start spending a lot of time noticing your your fears, uh, your reactivity, the things that trigger you, because this is an opportunity for you on top of all that, to actually get to know yourself better, or if you know it, to acknowledge it and start choosing what to shift. Um, A couple of very specific things that you can do. The first is, I would say, find and listen to our podcast that's called The Divorce Landscape. Because while all of this is happening, It's very important that you are informed, that you understand the journey ahead. Someone once said, you don't run to the airport and jump on a plane without knowing where you're going. So understanding the landscape, uh, how the processes work, what comes first, what doesn't need to be dealt with until down the road a piece is incredibly helpful. It can also be very overwhelming. And so the idea is, Get the broad stroke, the big picture, and then pull it back to today. 
And this is really important because your brain is going to be thinking about the parenting plan and do I sell the house and where am I going to live and what personal property do I want? And that's like so far down the road. And the here and now is more um, how well do I know my finances? Do I need support in really gathering and understanding them? Uh, what kind of a divorce do I want to have? What are the various avenues of divorce? Uh, how do I figure out what's best for me and then start looking for an attorney? Like first things first. And so the divorce landscape gives you the big picture and then pulls you back to here's what you have to do right now and keep it in the day. Don't, don't time travel to the future because you're just kicking up that overwhelm. And so when you have a thought or a concern, you put it on paper. And if that's not something that you can deal with right now, you come back to what you can deal with right now. That not only helps with the brain fog and the glitching, mental glitching that goes on, it also helps you begin to feel empowered because there's so much about divorce that's out of our control, how other people react, what other people want, um, how the legal process and the court process works, all out of our control. But when you start focusing on what's the next step and what can I do, then you feel empowered, you feel a little bit more in control, and you begin to have some calm and clarity, which is really what we want for you. Keep your expectations reasonable. You're not going to be on your A game. And so knowing that allows you to make decisions. If there is a big project or presentation coming up at work, if there's a huge uh event that you would typically volunteer for, you begin to look at what is my bandwidth really? And what are my priorities? And what can I honor and hold on to? And what can I let go of and honestly let go of so that I have the space uh, to give myself grace uh, to allow myself to navigate this, these choppy waters with a little bit more um, mental space to, to think, uh, to be, and uh, to absorb all that I have to absorb. And so keeping your expectations on not being on your A-game, uh, don't be self-condemning. And as a recovering perfectionist, I know how easy it is to go to self-condemnation, uh, I would strongly suggest you replace that with self-compassion. Uh, this is by far the hardest transition you're ever going to go through. And uh, you want to be kind and gentle with yourself through it. If you're a perfectionist, perfectionist, notice your perfectionism. And there's an opportunity through this process to notice it and to begin to shift it. Things aren't black and white. You're not either great or a loser. There's a lot of gray and a lot of middle area. And you're not going to do this great. You're not going to do this divorce fabulously. And you're not going to do any other part of your 
life fabulously while you're dealing with this. And so bring those expectations down, set your priorities and your values, and then you'll be creating the possibility for a win for yourself. And if you're speaking badly to yourself, ask yourself how you would talk to a loved one or a best friend who is in your position. And that's usually a pretty good and easy way to, to shift things. And be honest, be honest with your kids, with your boss, with um, those you're volunteering with about where you're at and what you're capable of. And, and what it does really invite in is a practice of boundaries, because this is a time where you have to boundary your mental and emotional health. I had a situation where I had a family member who um, speaking to them made things even worse because of a ripple effect of sharing my feelings. And so I had this opportunity to boundary my relationship with that person to take care of myself. It was very hard, but it was part of my growth. And so if you're feeling like you're losing your mind, it makes sense, it's normal, and no, you're not. But there are things that you can do. And again, just to summarize, you can pay attention to what's changing in you and you can boundary your time and give yourself space and grace and you can have a support team and communicate with healthy, supportive people so that you have that. And you can learn what's ahead without getting caught up in steps that are further ahead by practicing presence and staying in the day. This too shall pass was my number one mantra going through my divorce. It's a very challenging time. And the best that you can do is honor yourself, be discerning, choose the right support team, and take care of yourself through this time. And that brain fog will go away and you will find yourself back on your A-game, but not right away. So give yourself the time that you need. I hope you found value in this. Please listen in for our next episode of JBD Team Talks, and I'll be back again speaking to you soon. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women throughout one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.